1: with Sir Croakington, And now it's time to pull the lever. To lever and open the ruins in the undercity. Visit the harbour. We've been there before. Seek out passage to the mouth of the harbour. You locate a man on one of the harbour's bustling piers who is willing to lend you the use of his boat. His small but sturdy stow- rowboat for a price. You can have it for... Have you suit for twenty gold? Mind, I need it back in one piece. Where are you taking it? Out to the mouth. Take care out there. It's borrow a handle that water. But it's a rough spot out that way. Paying twenty gold for the use of the boat. After handing the gold, him the gold, you follow the man to the middle of the long pier, where he shows you a small but sturdy-looking craft tied to one of the barnacle-encrusted wharf legs. The rowboat bobs up and down from the near-continual wake that stirs the harbour's waters. You thank him. He wishes you luck as you climb down into the rowboat and prepare to set out for the mouth of the cove. The waters of the harbour prove easy to navigate and after only a short while you find yourself drawing near to the broad arc of the towering stone columns. The sea slaps up against the northern side of the columns as it surges into the mouth of the cove, creating several churning channels that serve to make your pranour approach both difficult and treacherous. With your sights set on the seventh column from the western end, you endeavour to whirl your small craft up to its massive base. Picking a number, bonus of forty-six. 17 from seamanship 20 from might 10 from body pick now got to get 100 or more to get past and at 142 success with little difficulty he managed to reach the base of the towering column of stone you're standing on a slick thin edge at the base of the seventh of pakua's 17 towering stone columns this massive monument, like its 16th Brethren, is nearly 100 feet in diameter, and well over 600 feet tall. Whoa, it is big. And the narrow set of crumbling steps winds its way up and around the column. Climbing the stairs to the top of this structure is likely to prove a long, treacherous ordeal. Attempt to climb the stairs. Taking care to avoid the missing or crumbling steps that make up the narrow stair, winding its way up the towering stone column. You begin the difficult and treacherous ascent. Here's, an, here's a check. Pick a number. Bonus of 48. 18 for woodmanship, 20 for agility, 10 for body, gotta get 75 or more, or well, trip. Pick now. 144 success. Despite several slips and a couple of missteps. You manage to retain your footing as you continue up the ancient set of narrow winding stairs. You've climbed approximately 50 feet from the base of the column, looking up, you estimate, still at least 600 feet from the top. Taking care to avoid missing missing or crumbling steps that make up the narrow stair, winding its way up and around the towering stone column, you continue the difficult and treacherous ascent. Alright, same joke again, pick now. 144 success. Despite several slips and a couple of missteps, you manage to retain your footing as you continue up the ancient set of narrow, winding stairs. Okay. Alright, 100 feet done, 550 to go. Same jerk again, 101 success. 150 feet up, same joke again, success. Two hundred feet up, two fifty up, three hundred up. That makes, but now more than halfway there. Four hundred up, two fifty to go. Failure! A section of the ancient stair suddenly crumbles beneath your feet, sending you pitching to your white towards the edge of a long and deadly drop. Oh no! As you tumble off the edge the winding stair there. there, you grab your hand your hands instinctively shoot out to your left in a desperate bid to grab at anything that will keep you from falling into the sea below pick a number bonus of 66, 20 from agility 20 from might, 6 from luck and 20 from body so gotta get 84 85 or more or 4 to my death, pick now failure Unable to grab onto any part of the stone column, you tumble headlong into the waging ocean below. And I take 66 stamina points damage. Fortunately, as Sir Crokington is small, fall damage doesn't hurt quite so much. Hurts a lot, but not quite so much. Despite the force with which you struck the water and the resulting damage you sustained, you managed to fight your way to the surface and climb back onto the edge at the base of the car towing column. You're thankful to still be alive. And then I spend quite, quite a while scraping off all the salt before it dries me out completely. Okay, then you gotta to try to climb the stairs again. Okay, and this, yeah, it's the same, same as before. Same checks going up fifty feet a time and if you fail well two checks oh failing again I'm also towards by death failure again and e splash uh, back at the bottom again this this is quite annoying. Oh, uh, well, try again. Just just a bit unlucky, I guess. Dan. Failure. Okay, I recovered. I recovered from that slip. You managed to grab hold of a jagged outcropping of rock on the edge of the column. With great strain, never once daring to look down, you pull yourself onto the ancient crumbling stair. Taking several moments to recover from the howling deal, you once again resume the treacherous climb. Alright. Despite several slips and a couple of missteps, you you managed to retain your footing as you continue up the ancient set of narrow winding stairs. 200 feet up, failure, but I recover. 250 feet up, 300 feet up, 350 feet up. 400 feet up, 450 feet up, 500 feet up, uh, 550 feet up. Okay, I think this might be the last one. Pick now, 128, success. Despite several slips and a couple of missteps, you manage to retain your footing as you continue up the ancient set of narrow winding stairs. At last, after a long and difficult climb. You mount the final dozen steps and find yourself standing atop the towering column of stone. You're standing atop the broad, flat summit of the massive stone column. The view from this lofty vantage point is unparalleled. Looking to the east and west, you can see for miles along the rugged but beautiful northern Tyson coast. Almost directly south, your gaze falls upon Pacquiao's Grand Harbour. The wide, deep cove the back of which stands the formidable spectre of the ancient, heavily fortified seaport. In the centre of the column's su- summit, almost fluffed with its weathered stone surface, is a square iron hatch. The weighty hatch opens surprisingly easy, easily given its tremendous bulk, revealing a set of stone steps spiraling down into the massive column's shadowy core. Okay, so let's go climb down the stairs, into the column, not on the outside, because we'll just have to climb back up again. Climb down the stairs, beneath the hatch. Tightly gripping a trusty light source, you cautiously descend the spiraling steps that swiftly plunge into darkness. After several minutes, you at last reach the bottom of the stairs. You're standing at the base of a tall, tall and steep set of spiraling steps that lead up and out of the stone column. To the south, a broad passage slopes downward into darkness. Alright, just gonna make my way down. Alright, going down. Nothing stirs inky blackness through the broad sloping corridors that wind their way down from the core of the ancient stone column. Right. here's something. Suddenly, lying at the edge of the corridor, the watted half of the hopelessly rusted axe, still clutched in its fleshless fingers, is a headless skeleton. The cloven skull of the long-dead axeman lies on the opposite side of the passage. With no desire to linger over this gruesome find, you promptly resume your cautious exploration of the dark, sloping passage. OK, I've got to the first southeast corner. Off a bit, something else suddenly, sprawled out across the centre of the corridor, clad in a watting leather jerkin, on the skeletal remains of a man who seems to have met an untimely demise in this dark lair. His skull, like like that of the dead axeman you recently discovered, lies several yards along the passage. With no desire to linger over this gruesome fight, you promptly resume your explorations of the dark sloping passage I mean how does some people even know of this place because eh yeah, I guess I'll, I mean if that guy could find out I assume other people could so but why'd they be so interested well, of course to unlock the to unlock the the under the under city but still you think there'll be rumours by now? Of oh yeah, people keep saying oh I'm going to go I'm going to unlock the undercity, and then they're never heard from again. But admittedly, they are all skulls. They're all skeletons. So hmm, if they're, if they're skeletons, that implies it's been a few months. Maybe even years, or centuries, since they've, since they've been down there. Mm. I mean, I think we assume they're recent, but they might not be. Because I mean, once your bones, you stay bones, unless you're, you know, put in the water or something. Or in an acidic soil but in regular circumstances bones can stay as bones for thousands of years so admittedly they are in the open which is not so good for them but there doesn't seem to be any sort of animal life here, there's no Seem to be any rats or rabbits or dogs or anything else that could just gnaw the boat. So, yeah, yeah, they could be really old. Yeah, I mean, maybe this, maybe what happened here is why they had to just shut it off because they would, because this was their last chance to shut it off. Before, you know, it was a bit left open. Okay. All right, keep going around. I'm going anti-clockwise. Something else, subtly. Lying at the edge of this section of the passage. You spot a small object lying next to the clumbling fo- foot of the wall. You step over to take a closer look and discover the object is a watted leather pouch. Hmm. Okay. The leather's watted, but not completely gone. Hmm. Well, I don't know what the environment's here, so I really can't judge. Inside the pouch, you find a small, and of course, depending on how good the leather is, that would. Determine how long it lasts. So, I mean, if it's been
0: properly
1: tanned, that stuff can last a lot longer than barely a step above just skins. Inside the pouch, you find a small quantity of gold, which you promptly take 23 gold tokens. After carefully searching the immediate area, to be certain you haven't overlooked anything else. Once again, set off along the sloping corridor. All right. We can rise south along the western side. The sloping passage ends abruptly at the sti- top of a steep set of steps to descend into darkness. Climb down the stairs. Wary for any sign of movement in the darkness below. You cautiously descend even further into the strange lair inside the core of the stone column. All right. Going down. You're standing at the base of a steep set of steps that lead further up towards the top, the top of the stone column. The east the Y Corridor slopes downward into darkness. All right, starting at the southwest corner, making my way east. Your eyes immediately to a headless skeleton lie lying in a heap on the northern side of the passage. An empty leather pack swiftly becoming little more than a pile of what lies at the side of the long-dead adventurer. Both of the skeleton's arms are missing. A closer examination reveals they are cut off by a heavy-bladed instrument, most likely a sword. With have no desire to linger over this gruesome find. You promptly resume your cautious exploration of the dark, sloping passage. Well, I hope whatever did that isn't still around. Or if it is, I can d- quickly defeat it and get lots of XP points. Alright, southeast corner. A long iron lever, severely corroded, protrudes from the eastern wall in this section of the corridor. The lever is currently set in the middle position. Step up to the lever. Uh, I don't know what to do. I'm going to pull it down. Take hold of leave and move into the down position. I don't know if that will help. Right northeast corner. The passage you're following enters properly a heavy iron door that spans the entire breadth of the corridor. A faint blue glow emanates from the severely corroded surface of the massive metal slab. You draw to the iron door. After briefing examination, you conclude there's no readily accessible means of operating it. Go back east. Okay, I pulled it the wrong way. Step up to the lever, pull it up. Take on the lever, move into the up position. Okay, what's it look like when the lever's up? The passage you're following ends abruptly at a heavy iron door and spans the entire breadth of the corridor. A huge a faint blue glow animates from the severely cold surface of the massive metal slab. As you're up to the iron door, it suddenly shudders and begins to rise, disappearing into an opening in the ceiling. To only a few moments, only the bottom of the iron slab, now flush with stone overhead, is still visible. With the way ahead now clear, you promptly proceed to the west. You're about ten steps along the corridor when you hear the unmistakable sound of the heavy... I'm about slowly blowing to once again seal the passage. All right, that's northwest corner. And then the sloping passage ends abruptly at the top of a steep set of stairs. Steep, steep set step of steps. Descend into darkness, climb down the stairs. Wait for any sign of movement in darkness below. You Be cautiously to descend even further into the strange lair inside the core stone column uh, nothing stirs an inky blackness that fills the poor sloping corridors that wind their way through the core of the ancient stone column suddenly yet again you come upon a grim sight lying sprawled out in the middle of the dark sloping passage is a headless skeleton, the cloven skull of the long dead soul there is only a few feet from the decayed remains. With no desire to linger over the gruesome find, you promptly resume your cautious exploration, the dark, sloping passage. All southeast right, south-east corner of this bit. Suddenly, you suddenly catch sight of something moving through the darkness ahead. Turning to the north, you peer along the passage and make out what appears to be a long and slender object floating along the corridor Hmm long Ooh. and slender what is long and slender a stick no, no. A, a ironian column <laughs> to only a brief only a split second after spotting it Curious moving object vanishes into the gloom. Unnerved by the strange sighting. You vow to remain on your guard as you press on along the passage. Okay that's southeast corner, going north. Suddenly. Again you catch sight of the long and slender object floating along the corridor ahead. The mysterious object quickly turns a corner to the west, several yards in front of you, and disappears. Unnerved by the strange sighting. You vow to remain your guard as you press on along the passage. Mm. Okay, so this must be some sort of guardian that they set up to keep out, you know, intruders from opening the lower level of the city and bringing forward all sorts of disasters. That's what it's for. Because I might just bring forth all sorts of disasters. Okay, along the northern sides, going west, here's something suddenly. For the third time, you spot the long and slender object floating along the passage ahead. The strange object, now moving more swiftly than before, promptly vanishes into gloom to the west. Unnerved by the strange sighting, you vow to remain on your guard as you press along press on along the passage all right the sloping passage ends abruptly at the top of a steep step of steps and into darkness a breath of frigid air swirls up out of darkness below climb down the stairs wary for any sign of boom to darkness below and cautious of a sudden conscious and cautious of a sudden drop in temperature you cautiously descend even further into the strange lair inside the core of the stone column. We're standing at the base of a set of steps that lead up into the stone column. An icy chill pervades the still air of this dark there These believe you now somewhere beneath the ocean floor. Blimey! Well, let's see. Well, the column. Was 650 feet tall, and obviously, and that was just above the ocean, so probably another couple of hundred, maybe another couple of hundred feet. So, the true height of the column is closer to a thousand feet, especially if you consider the foundation something like. That. Gonna have. It's truly impressive. To the south, the board corridor disappears into darkness. And I go to the south. An icy chill pervades the dark, silent, dark passages of this lair, leading you to believe you are now below the foot of the stone column beneath the ocean floor. me. we've gone a long way down. We're not quite finished yet. Suddenly, you discover two skeletons, both headless, slumped up against the western wall of this section of the corridor. You nearly got all the way to the bottom. But then you fell fell so close to the end. Both skeletons are clad in the tattered, watering remnants of thin grey cloth crepes. The skulls of these unfortunate souls are nowhere to be seen with no desire to linger over the gruesome find you promptly resume your cautious exploration of this dark frigid passage southwest corner okay now on the south side suddenly three skeletons two of them missing their skull each of them without well either an arm or a leg strewed across the middle of the corridor with no desire to linger over the gruesome find, you promptly resume your exploration of the dark frigid car passenger way in mm-hmm. three skeletons at once yeah, I don't thinking. I'm not thinking these are adventurous mm. because they tend not to go in groups of three they tend to going on their own, some, and maybe occasionally with a second person. But groups of three—that's pretty rare for adventurers. So I'm thinking these are the original people who were, who were at least active while while they were around when the column was in use and the switch was often operated but anyhow something happened and they had to and they had to quickly shut off the lower city because all sorts of crazy monsters were coming out so these guys rushed and and they also dispatched a guardian. And, but the guardian was uh, a bit too enthusiastic and started slicing them before they could even get out. Maybe that's what happened. Or maybe these adventurers got further because there was three of them. And they managed to hold off hold off this whatever was chopping them off, chopping them up for a while, but eventually they they just got tired and got chopped. Okay, going east and then north. Protruding from the eastern wall in this section of the corridor. Is a pair of rusted iron levers. The levers look almost identical to the one you previously encountered on an upper level. Etched onto the wall above the levers is a crude depiction of a sword. Over the swords are etchings to depict three smaller blades. Alright, the tip of each blade is pointed straight up. Step up to the lever. So. Okay, they're currently middle. I'm going to put them all up because I think that's going to step back from the levers. Both levers emit a faint blue glow. Head north along the passage. Hopefully this will let me past. Okay, I got to the northwest and then went west one. A skeleton, missing one of one of its legs and both its arms. Lies in a heap at the centre of the passage. With no desire to linger over the gruesome find, you promptly resume your cautious exploration of the dark, frigid passage. Okay, go west, now go south, into the very middle of the bottom layer, suddenly. As you approach the end of the passage, your eyes suddenly fall upon a strange, unsettling sight. Floating less than a foot off the floor, only a few yards to yourself, is the strange object you saw three times on the level above. Wait a minute. How did How did that guy get to the bottom of this dungeon and learn about the lever and use it and things? Hmm. He had to get past this. Hmm. Maybe he just randomly found some trinket that identifies you as a don't-chop. But he didn't even know it. He just didn't even... He, he didn't even know there was a choppy guardian. Alright. Oh, Floating less than a foot off the floor, a few you ask yourself a strange object you thought, saw three times the level above, you inch forward, allowing your pool of golden light to wash over the object and quickly discover it as a red-hilted longsword. Without warning, moving with startling speed, the hovering longsword turns the deadly tip of its shining blade in your direction and sluggishly floats towards you. As the longsword draws near, it begins to emit a faint blue glow. Hold your ground and face the floating blade, or one away, one away, one away, one away! You turn and take flight from the flying sword. Much to your relief, the floating blade does not follow you. Because yes, its intention is to keep me away from this switch. Because who knows what horrors I might unleash by pressing that lever? Uh, probably about really bad ones. And I might, you know, wander off and not deal with them. Yeah. Suddenly, all right. It's the sword. Hold your ground and face the floating blade. Oh, looks like this one's a scaled combat because it's blue. Even though my MR is 309, which is way, way more than he than it could conceivably be for mo- nearly all players. When they actually, when this was live. Begin combat. With the floating longsword. I shall use. I shall summon the undead. You summon a greater spectre to assail your enemy. 24mm in this round. Right, and this. Oh, I, can, I can summon more dead. Greater way. Or dead. It just just makes it reduces it from the floating longsword spins in the air and slashes out at you. Okay, I'll just bash it regularly now. Savage blow for eleven damage, and it is slain. Ten XP, six of it going to necromancy and 384 experience to general the flying sport sword spins wildly for several seconds before landing on the floor of the passage with a long echoing clang you step forward and examine the fallen blade it appears to be a weapon of unmatched quality but something tells you the magic that brought it to life is now gone despite a few initial reservations you reach down and take possession of the sword. It's a wed-hilted longsword. It's, it's got... It's its an unmatched weapon. But now that I've bashed all the magic out of it. It's just a regular, normal weapon. This is the longsword. You engaged and defeated. On the lowest level, the shadowy lair. The core of the seven stone pillar. The mouth of Packwar's harbour Cove. Though the weapon no longer bears any of the enchantments that serve to bring it to life, remains a weapon of unmatched quality. The sword's most distinguishing feature is its bright red hilt. This weapon is of unmatched quality. Previously its most distinguishing feature was that it was trying to kill you. But fortunately we we knocked that we knocked that little bit of nonsense out of it. So now it's just a really cool sword. Thankful to have faced the strange guardian, this dark, long-forgotten lair, and lived to tell the tale, unlike many others, as we see. We saw on the way, it's a dozen or so people that have been chopped up by it. We spent a few moments checking over the equipment before, once again, resuming your exploration all right you're standing in a small chamber at the southern end of the passage. you've been following the massive stone block, its surface covered with carved away of st- arcane symbols, western center of this womb, a long iron lever, unlike those not unlike those you previously encountered. Protrudes from the northern side of the block. The lever is currently set in the middle position, so uh, put it up. Despite your best effort, the iron lever refuses to budge. Put it down, still refuses to budge. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Alright, let's leave this chamber. I can't do anything right now. Alright, yep, there's a skeleton. Okay, let's see. Tip of each blade is pointing straight down. Okay, okay. Step up to the levers. That's all no no. Let's have these point down and these point down. Step back from the lever. An awful long passage, okay. Those two are down. Does that let me? No, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go up to the, I'm going to have to go up to the previous switch. All right, just making my way here. Uh, making, my, just making my way up. It's a spirally, spirally way ways before. All right, do 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 do. All right, keep going. Climb up the stairs. Alright, there's the door, but it lets me through. Zip so up to lever, pull it down, step back from the lever. Okay. And I go through the door. Climb down the stairs. Now, making, oh, going down, down, down to the bottom once again. If I'd got things in the right position the first time, I wouldn't have had to. I wouldn't have had to put my put my calves out climbing halfway up this column again. Yes, by yeah, But in the meantime, all this is over. You've you've climbed several mountains of height, but. Not that far across really. Okay, can I press the lever? The lever emits a faint red glow. Alright, pull down. Pick hold of the hold lever and move into down position suddenly. One thousand and twenty four experience to general, hundred and twenty eight experience. To all skills and powers the iron lever begins to emit a bright red glow you think you've at last done what is necessary to unlock the hidden hall in the hall hidden door the hall of lords that will grant you passage to the ancient ruins beneath Pacquo. after carefully examining the stone block and the glowing lever Determined there's nothing further to be done here. Now conf- confident you'll be able to find your way into the ruins beneath the seaport via the hall of lords. You cautiously retrace your steps as you begin the long climb to the shadowy lair at the core of the stone column. With a little difficulty and without incident you reach the tall status. You reach the top of the tall set of spiraling steps that lead up and out of the column. After a cautious climb, you push up through the hatch. Once again, find yourself standing atop the towering pinnacle of stone, thankful to again be standing in fresh air, surrounded by the light of day. You're standing atop a broad, flat summit of the massive stone Column. The view from the lofty vantage point is unparalleled. Looking to the east and west you can see for miles on the rugged but beautiful northern Tyson coast, almost directly south, your gaze falls upon Pakware's grand harbour, the wide, deep cove, the back of which stands the formidable spectre of the ancient, heavily fortified seaport. The centre of the column's it, almost fluffy with its weathered stone surface, is a wear iron hatch. You suddenly and vividly recall your battle with the floating sword in the murky depths of the shadowy lair, the core of the column. Let's just... Oh! Our only option is to descend to the base of the column. Because we are not going down there again. Recalling your previous steps, you begin a low... And arduous descent of the towering stone monument lest after only a few few slips and a handful of dangerous stumbles you once again standing on the thin ledge at the base of the mighty column you're standing on the on a sick thin ledge at the base of the seventh of Paqua's 16 towering stone columns this massive monument like his 16 brethren, it's nearly 100 feet in diameter and well over 600 feet tall. A towering set of crumbling steps winds its way up and around the column. And also, I don't want to climb those again. Climbing the stairs to the top of the structure is likely to put a long and treacherous ordeal, and it did, it did. Alright, let's just get back to the harbour. After carefully boarding your small craft, you untether it from the outcropping of rock that hold it fast, and begin. being the arduous task of rowing back to the broad sheltered cove that serves as Packhorse Grand Harbour. When at last, when at last you tie up, you tie up to the to the pier from which you originally embarked, you are met by the man who sold you the use of his boats. He thanks you for returning the craft and tells you that you can use the small, but seaworthy vessel any time you wish. You thank him before setting off on your way. Okay. So, I'm going to. I'm going to put off. So we can. So we now got two things. Well, three things we can do in Pakwar. Venture the tunnels of peril. Venture the lonely stretch of road. Or start exploring the lower city. But that will be for the next episode. And until then, farewell fellow adventurers.